This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, March 23rd, 2020. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Today, we have a very, very special guest on the show. Phil Ryan is the Managing Director and CEO of City Sheet Collective, a leading global plus-size retailer. Since 2006, when Phil and his small team created the brand, his vision has been to lead a world of curves. Under Phil's leadership, City Chic has opened more than 100 stores in Australia and New Zealand and is now And it now has a global digital footprint that represents over 50% of sales. City Chic's presence in the USA dates from 2010 when the launch of the City Chic U.S. website and the brand also has longstanding and successful partnerships with Nordstrom's, Macy's, and Bloomingdale's. City Chic further extended its U.S. presence in 2019 with the acquisition of plus-size online lingerie retailer Hips and Curves and the e-commerce assets of another well-known plus-size brand, Avenue. With over 25 years experience in senior and strategic retail apparel management, Phil is a global authority and passionate advocate for plus-size consumers, and we are so excited to have him on the show today. Let's welcome Phil to the show. Thank Hi, you. Phil. Thank you. Hi, Sinead. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. I know you're very, very busy. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a really, truly unprecedented and crazy time all around the world, Sinead, but that doesn't mean life doesn't go on and things can't happen. We've got to keep doing what we do, and I think taking this call and, and being a part of the show was very exciting for me, and I hope all your listeners take a bit of that and just get on and do things with their lives because that, that's what the world needs right now. Absolutely. So before we get into uh, your business, let's learn a little bit about you. You started your career in retail 25 years ago. So tell us your background in the industry prior to launching your own brand. Yeah, my, my parents had a big business in the rag trade. So it was I was actually more a manufacturer of clothing than I was a, a retailer. We had like 30 stores, which was part of our outlet. But in the old days, as I'm sure it was the same in America and Australia, all manufacturing was done offshore. So we had cutting facilities, sewing facilities, grading facilities. There's not much about making a dress that I don't know how to do. And growing up on the cutting table really gives you a great understanding of just just how important things like cut make are within to a garment. And I was very lucky to have that experience. And yeah, I, I never forget what that, what happened with that business and how to make a garment. And when people ask me nowadays, I still say, look, I'm a dressmaker. Is your family still in business or did they close that business? No, they closed that business probably 20 years ago now. 
Not, okay. Not, not even. So, yeah. So what M- inspired you? in Australia became very tough. Oh, okay. Okay. So what inspired your vision to lead a world of curves? Were you already working with Plus Size Apparel prior to launching your brand, or did you just see a void in the industry that sparked your interest? I don't think it was a void in industry. I think you have to go to who the lady is first. And really, we were looking at a business, and we did some uh, focus groups, Shanice, up and down Mm -hmm. the east coast of Australia, just with some plus-size ladies about what they needed and what they wanted. And, you know, focus groups can do a lot of things and teach you a lot of things, but I took one part out of that. At the end of it, each of these ladies handed each other their phone number, and they said, where do you get clothes? How do you get clothes? And the lady who's still with me and runs all our brand now, her and I were together at all these meetings, and we saw this this emotional connection that these ladies wanted, and we coined that the sisterhood way back when, in sort of 2006, 2007. And we really, that, that, that emotional need was what drove me to want to fulfill that and make these ladies look at their best and feel great. And, you know, it's sort of, 15 years on, we, we could not have dreamed that we'd be all the way around the world and with the kind of distribution we've got. It just shows that putting that emotional need rather than industry void in, at the front of your business is what drives success. Because, you know, to me, we're not we're in the apparel industry, right? And, and what we do is we make good dresses and our ladies want our dresses to make them look great and hopefully she feels a little better when she puts them on. Now, what was your hardest obstacle getting City Chic off the ground in the U.S.? Because after you launched here in 2010, it seems like it was an immediate success. Well, I don't know if you know the full story. The first four or five years were very challenging. It's like any small business. And even though we had 100 stores in Australia by that stage and a thriving online business in Australia and South Africa, the U.S. was like a startup for us. And... You know, the community has been wonderful to me. And more importantly, I, I, I think as we launch with our partners, I think you not, you mentioned at the start of your career, your uh, program, that we have Nordstrom's and Macy's. Uh, we, we have, we're in 150-odd Macy's stores. We're in 50-odd Nordstrom stores. And we work a lot with their, their websites. Really, that was what catapulted us to, to be really known within the whole U.S. market. Before that, getting known was the hardest part. We opened six stores for a while in Southern California that were very, very hard and very challenging, and we went out of that within about three years. So that was probably the the biggest uh, learning I had was that, you know what, this, this door business is very challenging in the U.S., and, you know, how, how do we be able to connect emotionally like we do in Australia with our lady and st- and not have the physical presence? And I think we've been able to do that well in the U.S. Now, you have a separate website and social media for the U.S. market. Is marketing to the U.S. consumer different from other parts of the world? Without Every part of the world has its own nuances, and the U.S. is no different. Uh, we market to our partners and customers in Europe differently to how we market to them in Australia and definitely differently to how we market in the U.S. What, what is very consistent is actually what she buys. What I've found is there seems to be a global taste level, a global fit level, and you know the, the body shapes of our ladies are very similar all around the world, and the learnings we've taken from our, you know, our designers wear our clothes, all our business wears our clothes, 
that, that learning we've taken around the world is that it's the same sort of product. You've got to talk to them a little differently. You've got to make sure you know your market and that and certain events and certain dates are done right. Like Thanksgiving was not an event in Australia two years ago, for example. Black Friday wasn't a thing. And we've learned that and we've adapted it into our US business. So each market has their nuances, but at a, at a product level, they're all very, very similar. Now tell me about City Chic's sizing. Why did you choose to use extra, extra small to extra, extra large versus traditional sizing? Yeah, it's back to actually the very first focus groups we had, Shanice. We, we, I had one lady whose name was Caroline, and she, she, just, she actually started saying, I'd love to just see a small or medium on my garment. And we took the idea from her, really. This is in 2006. And, you know, we, we've, we, can't, we hold true to the size curves. We just let them know with our brand where you are. And that's been something that, that our lady has taken to really well. And that, that all came from those same groups where she said, I want my husband to see that I've got a, a small or medium on. So it's like vanity sizing. Yeah, that's what we call it. So what do you think makes City Chic stand out from its competitors? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people look at the plus industry as a segment of the market and they try and gain market share or they size up. That's not who we are. This, sorry, that's not what we do. This is who we are. Everything in our world is about our girl and making sure she can look and feel her best. The cuts, the cloths, every part of our business. And I think no, you know, a lot of other people sort of think they do that or they'll go through many leadership challenges or different changes. But Lucy Doyle, who heads up our design, has been with me for 12, 13 years and she wears the clothes and she has... You know, her story is one we tell to all of our new team members. And, you know, she, she was the girl at school that didn't, you know, feel confident and couldn't find clothes to wear because she was bigger in size and she's had that all her life. So for us, it's not, it's not a, a segment of a market or something we're trying to do. It's, this is, we want to make her really get that feel better. And I don't think a lot of businesses really understand that. I think they say that, but I don't think they internalize it. And leading a world of curves is, is what we do. And we want to make sure that everyone, you know, we want to make everyone all around the world feel their best. And I just don't think that a lot of others have that. And we're, we're not marketing people. We're pro, I'm a product person and I'm a dressmaker and Lucy's a dressmaker. And, you know, we, we have the product and, uh, sorry, we have the branding and the, the marketing people, but the core of us is about our clothes. And I think that that's what really sets us apart. And it's interesting you say that you're not really into the marketing part because your marketing doesn't uh, relay heavily on bloggers, influencers, or celebrity ambassadors. So is that on purpose? You just focus on the clothing? I I don't think it's purpose. I I thought we did okay with the bloggers and influencers, but uh, I would take your advice that we could probably get more involved. We do try uh, heavily to be involved in anything we can. Shanice, so it's not, that's not a strategy. It's definitely the bloggers and influencers. Celebrity ambassadors really for us is about, you know, who is the right person, what is the right fit, and then how does it say to, to our girl that, yeah, you know what, we are about the clothing. So I think if there was the right person at that level, we would definitely look at it now. 
Okay. And City Chic recently acquired the Avenue, which is a more conservative brand. So do you plan to make drastic changes to that brand or keep its core customer? Uh, you know, the, do you know the reason we, we, we did the Avenue transaction? Uh, hmm. As I got into this, all happened in 21 days because it was in Chapter 11. I read their social media and there was a post that had gone up about you know, the online business might survive even if the stores don't. Now, there was over 1,200 posts. I read them all myself, and what I saw with the Avenue customers, the same as what I saw in those focus groups 10-plus years ago in Australia, that, that emotional connection to the brand and the love of what the brand gave her, and I will remain 100% true to that. We will introduce our brand but we will not mess with the core of what Avenue is because it has given something that, that I, I felt and I saw and I read this customer really, really wants. And the Avenue is now exclusively online. You did not pick up the the locations, correct? No, Shanice, that's correct. That's correct. And you also acquired Hips and Curves. Now, City Chic offers lingerie. Yes. How will these two brands differ? Yeah, that's a very, very good question. Hips is a little more racy. I don't know if you've been to the website, uh, but mm-hmm. it really is quite quite a little more playwear-esque or, or you know, the, the, night, the uh, chemises are a little shorter than what we would do in CC. Even though we consider ourselves bold, sexy, glam and chic, I think hips and curves in some ways are a little naughty and a bit of fun. And we really, Rebecca was, has built an amazing business and she has just a group of extremely loyal and wonderful customers and we are honoured to be able to serve them. And we're learning the differences about how we can introduce that sort of product into not just the hips business, but all of our other businesses around the world. And do you plan to change or expand the sizing of hips and curves? Because when I tried it on years ago, it ran too small and I couldn't fit in anything. Yeah, look, I, I think the challenge Hips and Curves had is because they don't have a production company behind them or they didn't before us, they were behest to buying off local market vendors or others, whereas we now manufacture the garments. Now, I, I haven't had the feedback around sizing since we got there and we are running it CC sizing, so I I haven't had any issues from the customers yet, but I really it's great feedback for me and I, I will listen to that. However, really, the difference would be that hips and curves in the in the other in the old days would have had to buy what they what they got, not what they want. If that sort of makes sense. Right. It used to be the made in China junior sizing. It used to be start. Yeah, we make thousands. Yeah, lingerie is a very challenging challenging um, garment to manufacture. The, the minimums are very very big. You got to make three thousand to get a good bra, and you know, a lot of hips and curves when they didn't have that kind of volume probably went to vendors who were making for other people, which meant the sizing really wasn't true. We've been able to change that pretty much immediately and use our factories and our factory base to get the level of product up, but also to get the consistency and timing of sizing. Well, that's good news. So now that you have multiple yeah, I brands... Have, I have a Huh? I said, I hope it fits you now. I'd be devastated. I'm sorry. Believe me, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be upset. 
I'll have to so, send you some, okay? I, I, I'm going to go. I'll get, I'll get after this. I'm going to send it to my team, and I'll make sure you get some, and you have to tell me if it fits. Okay, deal, deal. So now now that you have multiple brands in the U.S., will those brands engage more with the plus-size community through events and collaborations? Because Avenue wasn't one that really engaged with the community until the end when they were about to go bankrupt. (laughs) Look, short answer is yes, is the short answer. The, The the times have been very challenging. We, we only took Avenue over in around October, November last year. So it's still very, very new and we're finding our way. But engagement and, and more creation of communities is very, very important to me. We have an ownership of a huge community here in Australia, and that's something we would hope to replicate uh, with America. And um, the photography is beautiful on City Chic, and I can tell on your newly acquired brands, the websites have been upgraded and the photography is similar. So is, is all of your photography done in Sydney, Australia, and is that where you hire all your models as well? Uh, yes, is the short answer to all our photography being done. We do have some American models fly out. There's also a couple of Aussie girls that are based in the US that come home and do some stuff for us. Uh, as time goes, we will look to get more, I think, diversity in our models. It's very hard to get good models, and the pool in Australia is much smaller. I think we were, before the coronavirus sort of all, all hit our world from a supply chain and then a demand side where we had a plan to try and, you know, get as much talent from anywhere we could and get them into our website. I think it's sort of, we had to pause it right now, but that's definitely, you know, diversifying that is something that's high on my agenda. Yes. Diversity is something really big in America. People go crazy in America if you're not diversified. Oh, it's the same in Australia. So oh, it is? Oh, okay. American and Australian values, yeah. American and Australian values are very similar. Look, it's more what, you know, when, when you buy a business the size of Avenue so quickly, you're sort of running like a deer in the headlights until you, we've got our head around it. And just as we sort of came up and were ready to do what we saw was needed for the business, this current situation hit. And it's been very, very challenging. So tell me, how is the coronavirus pandemic affecting your businesses? Because you uh, do business worldwide. So how how are you holding up? (laughs) It's a challenge. You know, people have stopped shopping. You know, it was was hard enough when it first hit China and and the Asian areas because supply was a real issue for us. However, that was not as big an issue as what we have now is demand globally has been decimated. And, you know, we're very lucky that we are a digital business predominantly with almost 70% of our sales online. You know, those with big lease commitments and others are going to be challenged in the next few weeks and months. So is all of your production shut down right now? Production is production has happened. Production is good. I'm there on production. But um, yeah, that, that's it's funny. China's just got through it, and so has most of our Asian partners. And now the the bigger problem is the demand side, or the in the US and in Australia and in America and in Europe. Sorry, they really people aren't shopping. 
Yeah, well, hopefully everything resolves quickly because, you know, there's a lot of things happening that we all had to cancel and it's really putting no, a, a strain me. on everything. Oh, you know, firstly, I say to all your listeners, please look after yourself, right? Don't don't take unnecessary risks at this crazy time. Just, just your health and the health of your family and loved ones has to be number one, you know, and, and we've taken that as an organisation, we're keeping on all our staff, we're even giving payment to our retail teams that are shut down, we're, we're keeping them so they've got some money in their bank and trying to make sure we look after them as an organisation and that we do the right thing by them as, as people first. And then we, we, we are in a really strong position as a business to, to work our way through this because our fixed costs compared to our turnover are relatively low and we will we will bunker down and get through it together and then come out the other side. Absolutely. Stronger and so, ready. So do you have anything else happening that we should be on the lookout for? I know, you know, you probably had things that were canceled, but anything maybe for 2021, yeah. I guess? <laughs> yeah, look, we're, we're it's such a good question. We had a list of strategic things that we saw as hugely important now and then you know, everything's just been put on pause. Right now, it's about bunkering down and getting through and making sure we come out the other side uh, rather than looking too far strategically. But as soon as I have anything positive to say, you'll be the first person I'll let know. Awesome. So tell us your official websites and your social media pages. Yeah, the best way to get in touch is through our websites, uh, www.avenue.com www.cityshiconline.com and www.hipsandcurves.com Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the show today. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you and learning about your brands and continued success with everything you have going on. Thank you so much. and I hope you and your, your, your listeners are all well and in riding through this crazy time and please look after yourself and thank you for for really driving the community message it's very important to me personally and to our brand thank you very much thank you and please keep in touch i will do bye bye-bye thank you to my guest this evening phil ryan I've been your host, Shanice Lewis. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.